Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, May 30th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, hear from Republican candidates running for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District House seat. And find out what the state's business community wants in its next generation employees. Then the FBI is warning all young Mississippians to think before posting online. Details on a new safety campaign. We are are working very hard to tell, especially our young people, this is not a laughing matter. This is something that's very serious. And if you decide to make one of these threats, you can expect to hear from law enforcement quickly. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Place Congressman Greg Harper in the U.S. House of Representatives. The Republican legislator is not seeking re-election. As the June 5th primary elections near, the race for the Republican nomination in Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District looks to be the most competitive. Given the high stakes of that single primary, we invited all six candidates to talk with us. Mississippians and residents of the 24-county Congressional District will hear each unique perspective over the next three days. District 39's State Senator Sally Doty is running for the office. She tells us about her current post. I am from Brookhaven, and I represent uh, Lincoln County, Lawrence County, Kapai, and Walthall in the state Senate. I've been a state senator for two terms. Why Congress and why now? Well, it is that experience that I've had in the Senate. It has just been invaluable to me. I serve as chairman of the Senate uh, Elections Committee. Uh, Well, I'm the chairman of energy right now. I've been chairman of elections. I'm vice chairman of Judiciary A. And I've had the experience of making, managing, and moving legislation. And really, that's what this job is. I I think uh, we've all been out on the campaign trail. We've had, I believe, 10 forums so far. We're headed to a couple more next week. And there are a lot of kind of lofty promises that are made. But, you know, really got to think about what this job is. It is being a legislator. And I'm the only one in the Republican primary with that background. Uh, And with that, I have a proven track record of conservative Republican votes. I have an A rating by the NRA. I have a 100% pro-life voting record. I have an A rating from BIPIC, which is a business organization that rates legislators. So I, I have a track record, and I have really been involved in, I think, some very important legislation for our state. Of issues that are facing the country and thereby Mississippi, what tops your list? Certainly the economy and jobs is number one. That's what we're almost concerned with because uh, we all need to, to make a living and, and our families are so important. So the tax cuts that recently went into place uh, have really helped our economy and our one step. I believe we need to make those tax cuts permanent. Let me ask you something about sure. that because that was a question further down, but since you brought it okay. up, Mississippi is the poorest state in the country. We are. And some say that the tax cuts are detrimental to Mississippians. 
for the poorer in the state. Can you respond to that criticism? So the majority of the taxes in the state of Mississippi are paid by the wealthiest, and thereby definition, they are going to have a, a bigger tax break. I mean, if they provide a larger portion, they're certainly going to have a larger tax break. That's just the way it it breaks down. You know, a lot of, I don't know the percentage offhand, but a lot of folks in Mississippi don't even have a federal tax bill that they pay. Um, so I believe it is a fair uh, tax plan. And what we can all see is that it is stimulating our economy. Our jobless rate in Mississippi is down to the lowest it has been since 2000 for sure. Uh, and maybe even since before then. But, you know, our economy is humming right now. And, uh, you know, it may be that we need to get some folks some training or whatever to to, to prepare for a job. But I, I think we're in a good place right now. And, no, I think those tax cuts were exactly what we needed. You talk about priorities. How would you work with the 434 other House members to get things done? I would work with them exactly the same way I've worked with those in the Mississippi legislature. And I understand what it means to try to to get to yes on something when, you know, your constituents or your party uh, might have a different idea than uh, those across the aisle. You're not going to agree. Uh, And that is what I've done. I worked on campaign finance reform in the legislature, really spearheaded that, certainly in the Senate. And over a two-year period, we changed our campaign laws where politicians could no longer use campaign funds for personal expenses, could not use it as sort of a retirement account. When you finish running for office, you've got to return that money either to your donors or or give it to another campaign. Uh, We've really made some good changes, and and I was a a big part of that. I've worked on teen pregnancy. I've worked on domestic abuse in the state and really some, some important measures, and have been very successful and would want to carry that over to D.C. Are you on board with President Trump's agenda or are there things you disagree with? How would you work with that? I certainly am on board board with President Trump's agenda. You know, he's really turned our country around in a a different direction. Uh, You know, sometimes he might say things a little coarse way or he might uh, tweet a little bit more than I would like him to. But you cannot deny the results uh, that he is getting. And, And he's really making us all, you know, think about what is best for America uh, certainly, you've got to watch some of these trade policies pretty closely. Our uh, agriculture in Mississippi is such a big part of our economy that, uh, you know, we don't want to get into a situation where it some of those policies hurt our farmers. But, I, yes, I am a Trump supporter. How are you introducing yourself for those who don't know you in District 3? Are you getting out there and shaking hands? Or? Oh, my, yes. <laughs> is your hand hurt? <laughs> yes, certainly. Uh, we we have been out, and uh, I, I have a new infusion. You know, we've been doing this since since January, the end of January. And I was in the legislative session at that time, so I would uh, do my work at the Capitol, and there was uh, at, at about 4 or 5 o'clock when we got finished for the day, man, I would head out to a, a different part of the district. We've done some very uh, targeted meet and greets in every county of the 24 counties county district. Uh, We've done uh, telephone calls, shaking hands at uh, door knocks in neighborhoods, uh, coffee clubs at country stores, just anywhere where I can find a group. uh, I have been out visiting with them because, you know, we're all doing some media. I have some ads up on TV and radio, but face-to-face contact is, is important when you can get it. And people like to see you and know who you are.
Sally Doty is running for the congressional seat in District 3. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, Karen. Michael Guest is district attorney for District 20, which includes Madison and Rankin counties. He tells us what led him to run for office. I have had the opportunity to serve as district attorney uh, in Madison and Rankin County for three terms. So I started uh, in 95 in the DA's office, first as a staff attorney, uh, later moved up to an assistant district attorney, uh, and then ran for district attorney in 2007. Uh, Was successful in that endeavor, took office in 2008. So currently serving in my 22nd year in some capacity within the district attorney's office. So you have not been a state legislator? Never been a state legislator, no man. So why Congress? Why now? You know, uh, I, I, I see this as uh, uh, something that, that I felt led to do. Uh, I know Congressman Harper. I have known him before he became congressman, back when he was Greg, back before I, I became district attorney. Greg and I served together uh, on the Rankin County Republican Executive Committee. Uh, he's somebody that I have developed a friendship with. Uh, I have followed his political career. Uh, uh, I, I became convinced late last year that there was a good chance that uh, Congressman Harper uh, would uh, get a Senate appointment when it looked like that uh, Senator uh, Cochran might retire. Uh, and so uh, I started really exploring the opportunity of seeking to replace Greg uh, if Greg's office was to become vacant. I spoke with my wife about it, spoke with my family about it, spoke with my pastor, prayed about it, and felt that uh, if those doors opened, that this was something that I wanted to do. If you're fortunate enough to end up in the U.S. Congress, what tops your list in priorities facing the country and Mississippi? You know, one of, one of the things that, that I would really like to try to work with other people in Congress on is security. Uh, our borders. Uh, I look at that uh, to, as fr- from two different angles. First is uh, a way to stop the flow of illegal immigration into our country, uh, but also looking at it from a prosecutor's point of view. Uh, I know that a large majority, probably 90 plus percent of the illegal drugs that enter into our country come across our southwest border. Uh, the drugs that we see on our streets here in our communities, most of those drugs are not manufactured here in the United States. Most of those drugs are manufactured in Mexico, South America, uh, and then they are traveled across uh, our southwest border, our unsecured southwest border, into our country where they are then distributed across our nation. And so I believe that we can secure our borders against illegal immigration, secure our borders against those people who are trafficking illegal narcotics. Uh, that would be one of the major priorities that I would like to see accomplished. How will you work with President Trump's agenda? You know, I, 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 I will look at what President Trump is proposing. Uh, most of the things that, that uh, he is um, he seems to stand for would be things that, that I believe that I could uh, w- or would support. Uh, you know, uh, he wants to put America first. He wants to p- appoint conservative justices. You know, he's been able to pass one of the largest tax uh, r- reforms in the history of our country. But I'll also look and make sure that what he is proposing is good for the state of Mississippi uh, and make sure uh, that uh, the direction that he intends to lead the country uh, would be something that, that would benefit our state. So I believe that I could work very closely with the president and the other conservative leaders in, Cong- in Congress uh, to, to try to accomplish things that would be benefit uh, our state and the people of the 3rd Congressional District. There are some that say the new tax laws are more beneficial to the wealthiest in the country. Mississippi, as you well know, has the lowest per capita income 
in the country? Are Mississippians at a disadvantage because of these new tax laws? You know, I, I don't think that the tax law necessarily benefits the wealthy. I think it benefits those that, that work the hardest, you know. Uh, and so, you know, I, I've throughout this campaign, I've met people who were basically started with nothing. Uh, and because of their hard work and the things that they've done, they have become successful. And so uh, I believe that these tax cuts will benefit, uh, one, those people who employ others, employers. And that's what we want. We want to free up the free market, the private sector, and encourage them to take that money and reinvest, invest that money uh, in employees, invest that money uh, in uh, new equipment, invest that money in things that that are going to create jobs. And so uh, I believe that putting that money back into the pockets of the taxpayers, that that money will then be used, be spent in the private sector to purchase goods, to uh, employ others. You know, but I do believe that, you know, any tax cut doesn't necessarily benefit the wealthy, but it benefits those who work hard and who become successful. How will you reach Mississippians so they learn about who you are? Because all of the candidates in the primary don't necessarily have that name recognition right off, right at the beginning. So how are you reaching voters? You know, uh, one thing that we've done is, you know, we, we've made an effort to travel to all 24 counties in the district. Uh, when we travel in those counties, we take time to sit down with people in those communities to listen to their needs, to listen to what they expect out of their congressmen. Uh, because I, I will tell you, in a 24-county district, the, the needs of certain parts of the district uh, may uh, differ greatly from the other. We have uh, areas such as the metro area, and the needs of the metro area Area may differ from needs of somewhere, uh, say, such as Knoxby County or Kemper County. So we made it a point very early on to make sure that we had a presence in all 24 counties. Uh, we have participated in eight candidate forums so far uh, throughout this state, uh, where myself and the other five Republicans running for office have had a chance to address the voters. Uh, we also are very active on social media, trying to give people an insight into the things that we hope to accomplish on their behalf. And so we we're trying our very best to be as, as accessible as we can to voters throughout the 3rd Congressional District and making a point that we are continuing to travel throughout the entire district talking to people in each and every county. Michael Guest is the District Attorney for Madison and Rankin Counties and a candidate for a U.S. Congress seat being vacated by Greg Harper in the 3rd District. Thank you so much for yes, being with us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Join us as we hear from more candidates each morning this week. Coming up, find out what the state's business community wants in its next generation employees. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi businesses want to work with schools and trade programs to help build the state's workforce. Nearly 100,000 businesses have responded to Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman's business survey. Many businesses say they're already providing internship opportunities and donating resources to classrooms in their communities. Almost 400 respondents indicated they're interested in school partnerships. The Secretary of State's office is working now to connect them with K-12 schools and skilled trades programs to help fulfill the state's future workforce needs. Secretary Hoseman tells MPB's Ashley Norwood, small businesses in the state have unique needs. For Mississippi businesses, our future, I think, is small to medium-sized businesses. And so we have 5,000 surveyed here. And about 95% of them were uh, one employee to 50 employee. So Mississippi small business is speaking back to us, and we need to listen, first of all. 
Now, what they want is an educated workforce. And, and they are willing, as you can see from this survey, to start participating in educating the workforce. Like in the 10th and 11th and 12th grade, we would start participating. So uh, junior colleges and universities, really, all those silos need to go away. And there needs to be one educational silo where we take somebody from kindergarten all the way through the educational level, maybe 12, maybe 13, 14, 15, whatever it happens to be, that person needs that educated group. To have that effective, Mississippi businesses are now starting to participate in the education. They're saying, we want somebody that can be an electrician. And so instead of somebody coming out of high school, you know, everybody's graduating from high school and getting your diploma, and you say, what are you going to do now? We want to start back in the 10th and 11th grade by giving them technical skills. You'll see these robotics classes. You see three of these, Gulfport, Vicksburg, and Corinth, have started programs in which they're embedding the junior colleges into the education system. That is the wave of the future. It will be much more done if we're going to have Mississippi businesses prosper, and that's what they're telling us today. How could a business participate? Is, are they actually going into the school system, or are they working with the school system, letting them know what the needs are for their business, and then the school system makes those classes? Right. What's happened is two or threefold. One, we're seeing summer jobs, mentoring, those kinds of things, where they invite students over to see if they like what, whatever they're doing, whatever it happened to be. The second thing is, like in Lowndes County, we are starting, the businesses have come to the Vocational Technical Institute, and they just built a new one there. They're coming there, and they're saying, look, we need, a, we need plumbers, we need electricians, we need a welder, we need these. So this is what we want your school to, to give to us. And they are doing job fairs called HANDS, where they come in and they'll talk to them about, um, you know, if you become a welder, I'll start you out at this. Some of those jobs start seventeen, twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour for an eighteen-year-old, and then progressing up to fifty and sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, so, without really maybe a couple of junior college courses to fill in the gap. So, those you're seeing businesses go in and request is a good way to put it. I would think maybe more like demand in some instances. Uh, we, we've got full employment in Mississippi, so we need these, these young men and women to come out to fill these job positions. Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman with MPB's Ashley Norwood. Coming up, the FBI is warning all young Mississippians to think before posting online. Details on a new safety campaign. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. FBI agents in Mississippi say threats targeting schools or public places are on the rise, and they won't be tolerated. The agency is announcing a campaign to educate Mississippians on the consequences of posting hoax threats to schools and other public places. In the aftermath of tragic shootings such as the ones at Santa Fe High School and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, they say hoax threats are not a joke. Brett Carr is a public affairs officer for the FBI in Mississippi. He tells tells MPB's Desiree Frazier federal and state charges can be considered. In the aftermath of some of these tragic shootings like we've seen in Santa Fe High School and, and the Marjorie Sto- Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, the FBI and law enforcement around the country often see an increase to the threats uh, made to schools and other public places. The message that we're trying to get across today is uh, hoax threats are no joke. So uh, people that are thinking about making a threat uh, that has no validity. Um, we want people to know that, that there are consequences to those threats. Uh, there's been several cases recently where 
threats were made and they were tracked down and the people uh, that made those threats said, hey, I didn't have any intentions to do it and I was just trying to get attention or I just didn't want to take my test or whatever the situation was. And those those people are now facing the consequences of their actions. So uh, our main message today is uh, posting hoax threats to schools, other other public places, uh, and in your community, uh, these types of threats are not a joke, and uh, law enforcement around the country is taking these very seriously. Are these hoaxes, these threats happening in Mississippi? There have been uh, some some of these types of threats in Mississippi. The FBI and our, our state and local law enforcement partners uh, have been working diligently to track those threats down. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, come across several of them. We've went and spoken with uh, some juveniles and some adults, uh, both sides. And, uh, you know, some of those some of those uh, have been charged. So um, we're trying to get the word out that uh, you could get charged federally for making this type of threat. You could see up to five years in federal prison. Uh, and that's not to include the state and local charges that could be brought against you as well. So uh, this is really not a laughing matter. This is not something that's funny. It's very taxing on law enforcement and the resources, the limited resources that we have. We don't want to see our young people, especially uh, with a felony record, uh, come in, you know, as, as they're becoming of age to go to college or, or move on with their life after school. Uh, but now they have a felony record, which is just going to make it much harder for them in the future. If a young person does this, uh, can you describe for us what happens, what goes on their record? So uh, in most cases, that would be a felony record. Uh, they would have either a federal felony record or they would get charged uh, at the state level, uh, and they could be followed by that felony for the rest of their life. Uh, something that took five minutes uh, as a joke could f- literally follow them until the day they die. So we are, are working very hard to tell, especially our young people, this is not a laughing matter. This is something that's very serious. And if you decide to make one of these threats, you can expect to hear from law enforcement quickly. Well, Brett Carr with the FBI, we thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Early intervention can prevent a situation from escalating. Dr. Lisa Karmikara is executive director of the Mississippi Association of School Administrators. She tells MPB's Desiree Frazier they are educating school leaders. During the past couple of years, our association has been very, very, very committed to providing resources and opportunities for learning uh, for our superintendents and our school administrators. I would think with the increase in school shootings and then the potential for hoax may be increasing as well. Are you hearing anything about that? Oh, I think so. Yes, ma'am. I think uh, right after the um, incident in Florida, I know there were several um, postings on social media uh, in our state where children had posted inappropriate comments and um, made veil threats of some sort where they were followed up on and found not to be credible, which is a good thing. But there is definitely a need to follow up on any threat, whether it's through social media or in writing, you know, in a school project or verbally. So any any type of threat needs to be taken seriously. And certainly there are hoaxes um, out there and, and our superintendents and our school leaders have to be aware um, and then be able to discern that information once they get it. FBI agents are asking the public to continue to contact law enforcement to report any potential threats or suspicious activity. They're online at tips.fbi.gov 
or by phone at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10 o'clock, it's Everyday Tech. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.